Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be doing the monthly horoscope for June, looking at the major astrological events for the month. And before we get started, I always like to remind everyone that this is a Vedic sidereal astrology podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the differences between the Western tropical system and then the Vedic sidereal system, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media and then astrology now, and you will find a podcast embedded there. And I also have many resources available there. I have a free chart calculator with playlists for the planets and the houses and the signs, the nakshatras, interviews, etc. So I cannot believe that we are already to the month of June. Oh my gosh, we are about halfway through 2022. I cannot believe how fast time goes. I have been really enjoying this spring. Um spending a lot of time off of social media, spending more time planting flowers in my front yard, taking care of the plants in my house, uh, taking care of the backyard. I got a cold plunge recently. I've just been really focusing on home and creating a really beautiful living environment. And that's actually something that I've never done for myself. There's so much behind this, but just briefly, um, I've been really austere my entire life. When I was little, my mom would like bring furniture into my room and I would like move it out. I like never wanted a lot of stuff. I never cared about decorating. (laughs) I never wanted to own a lot. And it's been a very healing experience for me to settle into my home and make it beautiful and allow it to feel like a space that I'm anchoring. I tend to have a little bit more of a transient quality, even though I'm a cancer rising, which we're actually going to talk about cancer quite a bit today. Um, even though I'm a cancer rising, I have this tendency to pack light, live light, not own a lot, but it's been, again, it's just been grounding and stabilizing to hang artwork never done that before. Hang artwork, commit to a wall, um, bring again, a ton of plants. I have like tons of plants filling my house right now. Just learning to cook. I I don't cook much. I cook like really simple food, but like learning to cook more, it's just been a very like a balancing time for me. Again, I got a cold plunge that has been revolutionary and so much fun, but I do have a trip to the desert on the horizon. You all know I love the desert and taking trips. I'm a little apprehensive to go in the middle of summer. I think I'm going to, you know, have to wake up really early in order (laughs) to enjoy the great outdoors. You all know that I talk about my skin and how my skin responds to the desert. And so I can only imagine what is going to happen when I choose to take a trek in the middle of summer. But you all know that I'm going to be packing my favorite beauty product. And in fact, the only beauty product I use on my skin, Buddha butter. The reason I choose to use Buddha butter is because the ingredients are holistic, organic, 
healthy. And I know for a fact that it is going to have a positive impact on my skin and holistic wellness. I will put it literally all over my body, all over my face. I'm a rock climber. So I get calluses on my hands, which I soothe with Buddha butter. When I go to the desert, my skin gets cracked. My mouth gets cracked. Soothe it with Buddha butter. I absolutely love this product. I swear by it, which is why I wanted to get a discount code for you all. If you're wanting to try either the Buddha butter itself, like the lotion product or their deodorant, I believe they have chapstick as well. They have some laundry stuff to check out. They have a few really cute products. You can go to buddhaorganics.com and use the discount code astrologynow20 so that you can also protect your beautiful skin from the summer elements, especially if you're wanting to get out in the desert like I am. So this is a little bit about what I've had going on, just really focusing on the home, creating really beautiful space, but then also having some really exciting travel plans on the horizon. So I'm also excited to talk about June. I feel like June is going to be a very interesting month. It's going to initiate a lot of potential growth for us on really an intimate personal level. And so let's go ahead and get into the month of June. When we are looking at June from the beginning of the month between June 1st and June 4th, Jupiter and Rahu are going to be in the same degree. So Jupiter and Rahu have been in the same sign for the last few weeks, but in this brief period of time, Jupiter and Rahu are going to be at nine degrees of Aries fully conjoined. And what's important to remember are first of all, the qualities of the planets. So Jupiter is the planet of abundance, growth, optimism, opulence. Jupiter is the great benefic. It's always trying to act in a generous way, to be supportive and to act as a well-wisher. But again, some of the key words for Jupiter is expansion, growth, opportunity. Rahu also likes to grow and expand things. Rahu is really what attaches us to the material world. And it can also give a lot of material gain, beauty, money, opportunities, uh, things with our career, beneficial advancements in the career, relationships. But what's important to remember about Rahu is that it can have this illusionary quality to it. It can distort reality, it can distort the truth, and it can become quite smoky in nature. Remember that everything in our material life, relationships, wealth, jobs, status, whatever it may be, it has a finite quality to it. It's not something that is going to last forever. Nothing in material reality lasts forever. And so the reason that Rahu has this illusionary quality is because oftentimes as humans and we move through this life, it's this constant practice to remember what is eternal, what the truth is, what's really important in this life, right? So Rahu can kind of convince us sometimes that these other things are more important. Jupiter is the planet of truth. It's the planet of philosophy and spirituality. It is the guru, Brahaspati, right? The guru brings 
light to darkness, it dispels ignorance. So intrinsically, these energies are very different. When they combine, it is traditionally seen as actually a negative thing um, because Rahu can distort that more pure sattvic balanced quality of Jupiter and make it a little bit more insatiable. So on the beneficial side, okay, we'll talk about the beneficial aspects and then the things to watch out for. If you have planets around nine degrees of Aries, you could give or take a few, maybe three degrees on each side. This could be an amazing time of growth opportunity, having a change of path present itself. There could be a new offering that completely changes the trajectory of your life. But again, it could also be some sort of opportunity, relationship, job offer, um, maybe attaining some material possession that you've been wanting. It can certainly support us that way. And honestly, if you have planets, any planets around those degree points, if you're an Aries ascendant, it could also be in the sign of Libra as well. Nine degrees of Libra too. So, you know, for Aries especially, but for all of us, this combination can definitely induce some sort of gain or beneficial outcome. On the negative end, we have to be really mindful and discerning about people we take advice from and also what it is that's coming into our life because things may not necessarily be exactly as they seem. If an offer seems too good to be true, think about it. If you meet someone and they seem too good to be true, really think about it. It's definitely a time of being extra discerning, extra mindful. I've been thinking about discernment a lot. I've had this conversation a few times recently as a reminder, discernment and judgment are different. Judgment has a negative energy. It's looking down on something and it's having some sort of criticism. Discernment is the compass of the heart. We have to have discernment so that we grow appropriately. When choosing a teacher, we have to operate with discernment. When choosing company, a relationship, a job, what have you, right? Judgment and discernment have completely different energies behind them. And so that's just a reminder. Jupiter and Rahu together can also make us act in a way that may not be in our character. We may operate in such a way where we'll do whatever it takes to attain what it is we desire. And it could be less ethical. It could be less virtuous. It could be a little unfair. So just a reminder not to let the desire to attain something have an impact on your character or qualities or what we are and are not willing to, um, or how really, how we are or are not willing to treat other people. We should always put compassion, kindness, and justice before everything else. So that's just a reminder for me and everyone else. Um, but this could, again, this could be a time that feels really fun and liberating. Your path could be changing in some way. There could be some sort of abundant, cool opportunity and the optimism may be expanded during this period of time as well. Of course, Jupiter and Rahu in Aries, as we've been saying for the last couple of months, this could have an impact on health and wellness, having new scientific breakthroughs around life extension. I actually just read this super cool article earlier, um, 
about a new surgery that is helping individuals who are paralyzed. So working on the spine and I believe the neck. And so this is a new breakthrough that's helping people walk who may not have been able to walk before. So just keeping an eye out. There have been a few um, that I've been mentioning on the podcast, but again, just kind of keep an eye out for these really cool breakthroughs in life extension, health and wellness. Also, of course, children, weaponry could also be a huge focus I know that we're seeing a lot come up with gun laws and protecting kids. I think this is going to continue to be a theme. There may be something coming up around this period as well, uh, space and travel and things of that nature. So on, let's see. So Venus entered the sign of cancer at the end of May and Venus will be in cancer until July 6th. So for all of June, Venus is going to be in the sign of cancer. I think that this is a really fun placement, mostly because I've been kind of indulging in Venusian (laughs) things already, particularly Cancerian things as well, like my home, right? Um, But Venus and Cancer, something to think about is that when we're thinking about directional strength, Venus loves being in the fourth house. Okay, so when Venus is in the fourth sign, it's going to give this really sensitive quality, this emotionally intelligent quality, this desire to focus on the home and your garden and creating a beautiful space, maybe cooking something new or learning how to cook. This is a fabulous time for all of these things. So again, if you've been wanting to redo your landscape, if you've been wanting to bring new plants into the yard, if you've been wanting to start a garden and grow your own vegetables, if you've been wanting to install some sort of water system for the house or bring plants in or create an altar, just creating a sweet space, this is such a phenomenal time for it. Okay. It really, truly is. Um, cancer is the sign of the home. It's home, land, real estate, property, and it's also the sign of the home land. And so this is going to become a little bit more important here in a moment. Things that I recommend being mindful of during this period of time. So first Venus, it's beauty, right? Beauty, luxury, flowers, ornaments, decorations. It's also the planet of love, romance, intimacy, how we give and receive affection. So when Venus is in cancer by itself, just looking at that alone, this is a wonderful time to feel, or not necessarily to feel, but to create a sense of security in relationship. And we often think about ourselves. It's human nature. And so it's like, how can we feel secure in our relationship? How can we feel secure in ourself? But this is also an amazing reminder that we have such an amazing gift in this life to create security for other people, to create security for our friendships, to create safety and security for our intimate partnerships, to create that for our family. And this is just kind of an aside, but it's been something I've been thinking about lately is that one of my greatest, I want to say greatest pleasures, but it's more like something that brings me such a great sense of reward is acting as a secure attachment for my mother. Like growing up, she did not at all have that. 
She had very turbulent relationships. Because of that, she and I had very turbulent connection for a long time. And fortunately, I had, you know, at therapy and things that helped me see more clearly. And our relationship has really re- improved. It's really improved over the last couple of years. And she said something to me the other day. She's like, I can always rely on you. She's like, when we argue, it doesn't upset me. Like when we argue, it doesn't spin me out because I know that it's okay. Like she said something along those lines to me. And it was like, I feel like crying just like saying that. (laughs) Like it was one of the most rewarding things in the world to know that I've created that sense of security for her. And so it's just a reminder that we're given that gift And I think that the more that we work on ourselves to feel secure, the more that we have our own back, the easier it is to provide that for someone else. And the irony of the sign of cancer is that it's the crab. It's constantly seeking security and safety, but it's been home all along, right? It's, it's always had its own shell. It's always had its own sense of safety. So this is a wonderful reminder. Now on the negative end of this, Um, the sign of cancer is security driven. And if it's not feeling that sense of security, it can become very vindictive, possessive, controlling, insecure, jealous. And so this type of energy may be coming up in relationships. It may be something that you're experiencing. It may be something that you witness either from a partner or people around us, but it's something to be very mindful of moving into the month of June. Um, again, trying not to lean into vindictive behavior, possessive behavior, controlling. If those feelings arise coming back to how we can create first that sense of security for ourselves, finding stability before we choose to have a conversation with someone else or get more information, right? So definitely encouraging healthy communicating, being curious, asking questions, trying to gain clarity before acting in a way that you may regret later. I've done it. I know all of us (laughs) can do it sometimes. Um, so just kind of be mindful of that. And also even globally, we may see some of this type of behavior from individuals. I do want to say again, cancer is a sign of the homeland. Remember Venus is entering cancer. Mars is still in the sign of cancer. Mars is still debilitated here. That means that Venus and Mars are going to be together for a lot of this transit. So this changes things, you know, it definitely increases passion, excitement, enthusiasm on a personal level. Certainly the passion is going to be increased. I believe the enthusiasm and inspiration, I think it's a highly creative time, really phenomenal for real estate and doing anything around the house to fix it. I'm actually having home repairs done during this time as well. Um, And the reason I say that is because Venus can make things beautiful. Mars is actually the planet of real estate. So it's, it's a really nice time. Um, but when it comes to personal relationships, again, it can, it can definitely be a little intense. The intimate relationships this month, it can definitely have some intensity here. I definitely recommend just preemptively making a pact with yourself and ourselves to try not to be controlling, to try not to be vengeful, um, and really just act from a place of feeling insecure. I think that insecurity can lead to a lot of this and possessiveness, right? 
Um, and on a global level, focus on the homeland, focus on finances and security measures, continuing focusing on debt, of course, focusing on resources. So on June 3rd, we are going to have a full moon in the sign of Scorpio. I already recorded a segment on this for Patreon, and I almost wish that that one was public. Um, If you aren't a patron member already and you want to know how all of these transits are going to impact you, I do them weekly at patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, but we will do a public segment for this moon as well. I just, um... I feel like I went so in-depth on Patreon that I wish I could just duplicate it. But this full moon in Scorpio is very powerful because as the moon is in Scorpio, Mars is in Cancer. So it creates this parivartana, this sign exchange between the signs of Cancer and Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign of transformation and change. Of course, Cancer is about the stability and security. We'll have a full... We'll, have a full moon um, in Scorpio, meaning the sun is in Taurus. So there's a lot of energy around the security-driven sign of Cancer, the stable, reliable sign of Taurus, but then the moon is debilitated in Scorpio, which is all about change and transformation and allowing ourselves to evolve. So it could be a period of time where we're really confronted with what in our life is stable and consistent and should stay the same versus what is it really time to release and let go of? And sometimes there can be a lot of fear with release and letting go, but what that can look like is fear or anxiety or limiting beliefs, keeping us small, keeping us contained, keeping us from outgrowing our old skin right? And so this is going to be a fun podcast to get into. I'm really looking forward to recording that. We'll talk about that next week. But again, June 3rd is going to be our full moon. From June 7th until June 24th, Mercury is going to be in the sign of Taurus. And so Mercury is the planet of communication, trade and commerce. It has to do with strategy, Taurus is the sign of finances, like we've been talking about, right? Taurus has so much to do with security, stability, finances. This is definitely a time where I think that there will be a lot more strategy going on to address the economy and to address financial matters. I think this is certainly going to be a pretty big focus. Again, June 7th, June 24th, it's something to keep an eye on. For us in our own personal lives, this is an amazing time to do things like budget, or if we've been wanting to change banks, that's actually something I need to do. I'm needing to like, my bank has changed its name like three times in the last year. It's making me really nervous. (laughs) So I'm going to change banks. Um, It's a good time for that. Again, we have to think about Mercury as the planet of strategy. And so it's a great time to strategize in regards to Taurin matters. So it could be fiscally, could be your finances, budgeting, your investments, It could also be in regards to diet and nutrition and your health because Taurus is also associated to our diet. It's the second sign of the Zodiac. Um, 
This is also a great time to slow down when it comes to communication and connection. Mercury, of course, is the planet of communication. Taurus has this stable, controlled energy to it. And so if you are prone to saying things impulsively or saying things that you didn't mean to say, this is a reminder to kind of slow down and to act with a little bit more control. But also just even when it comes to speech, and I can like feel myself slowing down as I even say this, I'm starting a new podcast with my friend, Aaron, and I'm really excited about it. Um, But while we are recording together, I'm like, like I can, I can feel myself like speaking really fast and bouncing around ideas. And he's like very deliberate. (laughs) He moves slowly. He, you know, moves very purposefully with his communication. And it's just funny to hear us talk next to each other. And I think there's something so grounding about just slowing down and something that I think is really interesting. And maybe this will resonate with you all as well is that for me, when I, when I reflect on why I speak quickly, it's because I have a fear that I'm not going to be able to hold someone's attention. And so if I want to tell them something, I have to tell them very quickly before I lose their attention. And so it's been a practice for me. And that like goes way back, whatever. It's been a practice for me to be very deliberate in my speech to speak a lot more slowly and just trust that people are going to follow what I'm saying and hear what I'm saying. And there's something that's so relaxing to my nervous system when I speak more slowly, when I take pauses, when I think before I choose to open my mouth. And I think that it helps regulate other people too. At least that's what I was noticing when I was talking to Aaron. So just extending that, if you also have a tendency to speak super quickly or, um, you know, maybe speed through your conversations. This is a reminder to kind of slow down. And it's also a reminder to slow down when it comes to listening and receiving information as well, and really slowing down and being present with the individuals in front of us. When it comes to, again, finances, stock, investments, again, I think this is a nice time to go through and review those things. So between June 15th and June, excuse me, between June 15th and July 17th, the sun is going to be in the sign of Gemini, the sidereal Gemini. So if you go outside and you download a star app and you hold it to the sun, you will see that the sun will be sitting astronomically in the constellation of Gemini. If you were born between June 15th and July 17th, that means your sun again is in the sign of Gemini. So happy birthday to all of our Gemini sons. Thank you so much for bringing such a fun, witty, communicative, intellectual energy into our lives. You are so entertaining, so creative, so sharp. And you never leave us with a dull moment. So thank you so much for being here and all that you do. I absolutely love the sign of Gemini. I'm never bored around Geminis. So when the sun is coming into the sign of Gemini, this is really going to put an emphasis on communications, technology. It could also have to do with travel in some way. Something else to think about is that Gemini does have the nakshatra of Mergashira, 
It also has the nakshatra of Ardra. So for a lot of this transit for June and really into July, first of all, there may be this kind of restless energy. Gemini does have this restless energy to it. So we may be feeling like we need to travel more or break up our day-to-day routine, do something that's out of the ordinary. This is a good time to do so as well. I just want to remind you all, um, not to get overly restless, right? And finding ways to work that out in the daily life, rather it be learning something new, stimulating ourselves intellectually, which Gemini loves, or just going to a new restaurant, you know, going to a new gym, doing something that is kind of out of the ordinary to break up the monotony and alleviate some of that restlessness without necessarily needing to take a trip if that's not something that is attainable right now. Um, of course, if you have been wanting to learn a new hobby or pick up a new skill, learn a new language, this is all very supported by the sign of Gemini. And in this earlier part of the transit in June, if you are wanting to travel, if you are wanting to get out to the mountains or go to a desolate place, the nakshatra of Mergashira is the wanderer. So this is a really nice time for it. We just, again, we have to be mindful of that overly restless energy. So the sun in Ardra, right? A little bit later into this transit, the sun is going to move into the sign of Ardra and this creates more intensity. Ardra is governed by Rudra, which is the storm god. And when the sun is transiting Gemini, this is the seventh house for the United States, which puts an emphasis on professional relationships. It could also be connections of some kind. And so I do think that this is going to become more of an important month as we kind of move again towards the end of June, early July. I think that we just need to watch out for global relations, connections around the world. And because the sun again has to do with leadership and it's going to be in the nakshatra of Ardra, We just need to watch out for intensity and maybe even world leaders going through a hard time in some way. So between June 13th and June 15th, the moon is going to be in the sign of Aries. This is also going to create a sign exchange again. um, Mars is in the sign of Cancer ruled by the moon. Now the moon is going to be in Aries ruled by Mars. So we have that party of Artana. Just be mindful between June 13th and 15th. There can definitely be more intensity. So in our personal lives, in the world around us. On June 17th, Saturn is going to retrograde in the nakshatra of Shadabishak. Saturn and Jupiter, when they retrograde, it's usually more of a subtle energy Unless, of course, you have planets at the degrees in which the planet is retrograding. So it's 13 degrees of Aquarius. If you have planets at 13 degrees of Aquarius, you're definitely going to feel this more than other people. And it will likely be in relationship to that planet and to that house. So if you have Saturn at 13 degrees of Aquarius in the seventh house of relationships, this is definitely going to have an impact on your intimate connections. If you have Saturn at 13 degrees of Aquarius in your fourth house, it could have to do with home, land, real estate, or the mother. Um, But it could also be 
If you have the sun at 13 degrees, if you have the moon at 13 degrees, Mars at 13 degrees, but again, it would need to be in the sign of Aquarius. So notice if that's going on in your horoscope, think about the qualities of the planet that is being transited. Venus is going to be love relationships. Moon is going to be the mother, emotional stability, sati sati. Uh, Sun is going to be the father. So just keep an eye out on those degree points. But for the greater majority of us, it's going to be much more of a subtle energy. We will likely talk about this more in the upcoming podcasts, but with Saturn retrograding in the nakshatra of Shadabisha, again, emphasis on health, wellness, healing, righting wrongs from the past. So if there have been things that have been handled unethically or unfairly, it may be a time of going back, revisiting them and healing them that can happen globally, or even in our personal lives. If there have been things from the past that haven't been healed or handled appropriately or fairly, it could be a time of going back. On June 18th, we will have a new moon in Murugashira in Gemini. And so again, we will have an entire podcast on this new moon. Murugashira is such a fun nakshatra. Um, Definitely, it has a restless quality to it, but it also has this very fun, seeking, exploratory energy to it that we will dive into. On June 20th, Saturn is going to aspect Jupiter at 13 degrees. And so this could... This is going to bring a really nice combination between being pragmatic and being optimistic. And so again, as we approach June 20th, if there's been something that you've been wanting to grow and cultivate in your life, this could be a very powerful time to do so, especially for the sign of Aries, especially for the sign of Leo and wherever those signs are in your chart. Okay. So it depends on your ascendant, but whichever house Leo and Aries are for you, that can be a period of growth and expansion while combining being pragmatic and being optimistic. So if you're a Leo ascendant, this is your first house of yourself, your sense of identity has to do with your ninth house of your Dharma, your mission also has to do with value system, ethics, maybe the father. If you are an Aries ascendant, it's your first house and your fifth house. So first house of self, personal path, physical body. Fifth house is creativity, expression, romance, fun, speculation. So you just want to see the houses that Leo and Aries are in. But as we approach June 20th, it could be a really cool period of growth for you. As we move towards the end of June, Mars is going to move into the Gandanta degrees, which is part of why I'm saying I think that the end of June is going to become more intense. Gandanta is associated to drowning and feeling like there is a lack of control. Gandanta is that karmic knot where as a planet moves over the degree points, the knot unravels to reveal certain karmic influences. So Again, as Mars moves from Cancer to Leo between June 28th and into early July, there may be tension that arises and controversy and drama. 
So we should be watching out for that in the world. And we should also be watching out for it in our personal lives. Uranus will be squaring Mars as well, which could bring some sort of sudden unexpected event. Mars of course can be more volatile and aggressive. So again, we just need to have that in the back of our mind. And it's something that I will continue to update us on as we do the horoscopes throughout the month. But this is June at a glance. I hope that this was helpful and supportive. I am currently taking a break from our readings, but I'm still offering 30 minute readings as well as SOS readings. If you'd like to schedule at innerknowing.yoga, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's astrology now underscore podcast and here weekly horoscopes at patreon.com slash astrology now podcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is astrology now. Thank you so much.